Un, dos, tres. We've already done the test. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I thought it was for me. Anyway. I mean, we're using the same mic, so yeah. it's yeah, all good. Fine. I can see your voice here. I guess this is the part where we do the introduction. Yeah. So you're making the introduction of the the podcast is going to be, and yeah. then we introduce ourselves. I think we're going to call it Tolkien Talk. I, I, I'm good with the name, Tolkien Talk. Sounds I feel good. like we should just throw out some names and I can edit edit them in if we change our minds. Yeah, we can always just like a, <laughs> put it like a, this podcast is called Talk. Blah, 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 blah. The yeah. Lord of the Podcast. <laughs> I think that's the one name I definitely don't want to use. It's too cliche, right? It's yeah, like and, and too pretentious. The Lord of the Pods. Like yeah, the, no. I, I mean, <laughs> like a Tolkien Talks, it is more fun. Tolkien Talk, I like because it's almost, it's kind of difficult to say. Tolkien Talks. Tolkien, exactly. <laughs> so this mean, I, I would say wrong all the time. <laughs> Tolkien Talk. Tolkien Talks. My name is Guinevere Lee. What's your name? Mine is Noel Sayar. <laughs> Nice to meet you, Noah. <laughs> uh, well, I guess the the idea is with this podcast is to eventually do a weekly podcast. Mm-hmm. So after each episode is released of the Amazon Lord of the Rings to be titled series, or is it just called Lord of the Rings? I don't know. No, I I I. I th- I think this, the title is not a nonsense yet. I don't think they have. No, I, I, they didn't. Because they just keep calling it like the, the Amazon Lord of the Rings, Rings project. Show. Yeah. yeah. So I hope they come up with a better name because it shouldn't be called the Lord of the Rings, which is another reason why no. I was having trouble figuring out what to name this podcast because, you know, I don't know what the show is going to be called and you you want the title to have something to do with the show. Yeah, but like I was <clears throat> talking, it's generic, so yeah, everything is... We're, we're kind of going to talk about everything, I guess. But our main focus is going to be this Amazon TV show. So... But, well, before the TV show arrives, we're going to have fun a little yeah. bit about like some talking stories and... Yeah, well, we're going to talk about the news, right? Yeah. So, uh... As of now, we're going to do what what news there is currently. We have rounded up. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to go through that. Some of them solid. Another <laughs> Most of it insane. A, a little bit like um, more rumors, but... Uh, and the cast. Uh, we're going to yes. talk about the cast. <laughs> so to start things off, I think we should take a look at the official synopsis mm-hmm. from Amazon and sort of... See what we can figure out about what the plot of this show is going to be. So, Amazon Studios' forthcoming series brings to screen for the very first time the heroic legends of the fabled Second Age of Middle-Earth history. Of course, this is all the stuff that's from the Return of the Kings appendixes. Yeah. Which, I I pulled it off the shelf because I wanted to check the page count. It's 150 pages of appendixes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's going to be half of a regular book. Yeah, so it's like a third of The Return of the King is the appendixes. So there is a lot of stuff that they're uh, pulling from. So there's certainly a lot of story to explore. Anyway, this epic drama is set thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings and will take viewers back to an era in which great powers were forged 
Kingdoms rose to glory and fell to ruin. Unlikely heroes were tested. Hope hung by the finest of threads. And the greatest villain that ever flowed from Tolkien's pen threatened to cover all the world in darkness. We've got a few clues in there Mm -hmm. about what's going to be happening. Uh, Of course, talking in an era when great powers were forged... Maybe we're talking about the creation of the rings, maybe? the yeah. forging of the rings. I mean, the, the second age is basically when, like, the rise of the Sauron powers. Mm-hmm. And in fact, like, uh, the end of the second area is exactly when, like, uh, Sauron was defeated and the fall of, like, uh, Isildur. Yeah. So that is, well, we saw it in the beginning of, like, the, the Lord of the Rings movies, like, uh, the big battle. Yeah, that's how the Second Age ends. Exactly. So, basically, I think we'll just have this as a... I don't know how much they're going to focus on that. My opinion is we'll probably having a kind of in the background, and there was, like, a focus mass in, like, in, um, some side story, not that much in the main plot of, like, the Sauron and... Well, I mean, that's where we're leading to. I think, you know, I think we're going to see basically the beginning of Sauron's character. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, of course, he actually starts as the underling of of another villain. Uh, We'll get to him later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think this is basically going to be Sauron's rise to powers. This is going to be like the Breaking Bad of Sauron. (laughs) So, is he going to start as a good guy? (laughs) Yeah, well, he's going to start as like kind of a pathetic character, and eventually he's going to like get more and more power, like overthrow his master, and then, you know. I think... I get the feeling like this show will probably end with Sauron kind of like becoming the Dark Lord, you know? Yeah, because also they kind of like uh, have intention to make five seasons of this TV show. Yeah. But also they are like uh, contemplate the possibility to make another spin-offs. <laughs> they haven't even like seen if this one's going to be successful. I know, I know. <laughs> but so like, uh, I don't know, maybe like they... I don't know how much they're going to focus in the like uh, the, the main events of the second age or just like a uh, try to have like a point of view as a side story or like a side character that maybe is not full involved in the in the main events maybe I I kind of feel like because they're taking viewers out of their comfort zone you mm-hmm. know the actual you know the third age as it were uh, I think they're going to kind of lean on the more familiar characters as kind of a crutch. Perhaps. You know, so we're going to get characters like Galadriel and... Um, like uh, Elrond, Gilgalad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to see a lot of familiar faces, I think. Uh, whether or not, like, the main main character is, like, an mm-hmm. original character, which probably it will be. I get the I, feeling, I, I like, think so. it's going to... or. It might not be original, original. Like, the name might exist somewhere in yeah. the appendixes. But I think it'll be, like, a, a Numenorean prince, or mm-hmm. basically, like, the ancestor of uh, Isildur and Aragorn. Uh, yeah, I, I think I have the same, yeah. the, the same feeling. Speaking of which, that's the next part. Kingdoms rose to glory and fell to ruin. I think we're talking about Numenor there. I mean, yes, I mean a- Amazon's already admitted that 
Numenor is going to be playing a huge role in this. And in addition, they release the map. Yes, exactly. W- with like a, the, uh, the island of Numenor in yeah. the corner. Which, do they have the rights to use that map? Actually, they Did- do. I, because up here <laughs> in the Cimmerillion... Well, it's, it's something it's, that I want to talk I mean, about. It's not, it's not in the appendixes. That one's... It is something that, that I think we should about that is the right, because there's a lot of drama about that. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> Let's just finish with the yeah. synopsis. I mean, there's too much drama about the rights. I feel like that should be its own episode. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see how much time we have left. All right. Uh, next, unlikely heroes were tested. I mean, I don't know. Well, Those are going to be our heroes, yeah, right? Yeah, whatever, yeah. Uh, hope hung by the finest man. Yeah, and here we go. And the greatest villain that ever flowed from Tolkien's pen threatened to cover all the world in darkness. So I think we don't going to see Morgoth itself. Maybe they mention as a flashback or just like a information. But I think Maybe Sauron... season one could be like the defeat of Morgoth. I mean, it would be pretty epic. That would be, like, a super epic way to start the series, right? Melkor slash Morgoth, because... uh, Yeah, Morgoth is is the name that I have in my mind before. Melkor, I mean, if we want to use a Christian analogy, would be, like, the name Lucifer. Yeah. And Morgoth would be, like, the name Satan. (laughs) So this is the ultimate villain, and... He's basically like the Emperor, and Sauron's kind of like Darth Vader. Melkor was defeated in, like a, in, the, in the end of the First Age, and then like Sauron occupied his position, and like slightly he's going to rise his power again. In the Index, he's cited as Morgoth, Evil Vala, Prime Enemy. <laughs> That's pretty epic. But I think the main villain that they're talking about will be Sauron. All along. It was Sauron all along. <laughs> Here we go. Beginning in a time of relative peace, the series follows an ensemble cast of characters, both familiar and new, mm-hmm. as they confront the long-feared re-emergence of evil to Middle-earth. So, yeah. Okay, maybe it's just Sauron's rise to power. I mean, like, so it's not even him like overthrowing Morgoth. We're gonna start like with him just like building up his army and like the forging of the rings, yeah, happening in the second age as well. So, yeah, we're, yeah, that's basically what the plot, (laughs) (laughs) I guess. And yeah, and then from here we go from the darkest depths of Misty Mountains. So, I guess we're gonna see Moria. Yeah, like, like in its in, full glory. Exactly, before the fall of Moria. I think that's that's going to be pretty fucking excitement. Excitement? Exciting. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> oh, dear God. Uh, to the magic, majestic forests of the elf capital of Linden. Or Lindon. Lindon, <laughs> I guess. I just wonder if we're supposed to pronounce it more like London, or... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it was like a reference to London? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think references to real cities were beneath Tolkien, you know? <laughs> uh, to the breathtaking island kingdom of Numenor, of course. Uh, to the first reaches of the map. Uh, yeah, because 
the map is something they have the rights for, so they're definitely going to use every centimeter. <laughs> every millimeter of territory will be used. Well, I think what's just clear, they just basically have the dwarves for like the Misty Mountains, the elves from Lindon, and like the humans from Numenor. I would, I would love for them to head down into the Harad. You know. Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, it is way in the. Uh, it is in the same level that Numenor, way into the south. So it's not impossible that they make uh, some references, but I don't know, man. But there is definitely. Like, you I mean, know, if uh, they they can squeeze every oh, yeah. millimeter out of this. I think one of the things that I like that they choose the second area, and I think it is why they did it, is because it is not too much information about it. I mean, like at the first area, it is well covered by the Cimmerillion, and the third area you have the like the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, but you don't have a main book covering the second area, and I think they can just have a little fun creating stories that don't contradict with the actual materials. Well, even if it does contradict with the materials, who cares? Because, like, obviously, like, it's not going to be canonical with the novels, so they can just do whatever Actually, they, they care. It is by contract. Really? <laughs> yes. The contract that they signed with the talk to the talking state, that is the one uh, holding the rights of the anything but the Lord of the Rings... And the hobbit. Right. So it has the rights to the Silmarillion like and the unfinished tales. tales. Um, well, that entire history of Middle Earth that yeah. Christopher Tolkien put out. The, they say that anything that they publish be should contradict anything already brought in by Tolkien. And so they, like they can't have plot holes, is what you're saying. And they <laughs> they reserve the right to veto in like the in the scripts. Okay, so they have, like, final script approval. Exactly. So I think, basically, they choose the second area because don't have too many things to contradict. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. And it is another of the reasons why they think they're going to have, like, a side story, not very involved in the main effect, in the main, like, uh, act. And they're having all of these epic battles and, and things in, as a background and as a, you know, as a setup for the story. And also because, you know, because they want to make something new that the people don't know where it's coming. Mm-hmm. If they're following, like, a story, it's just already written. It will not be surprised. It will not, it's just like a already spoiled story. Well, I'm going to tell you, like, I'm, I'm actually holding a timeline <laughs> for the second age that already exists. Now, it's only two pages long. Uh, and then we got, uh, you know, three paragraphs sort of describing it. But that's it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I think there's a little bit more detail. Well, yeah. Uh, in, in the other, mostly just references to it. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I don't, and of course, during the book, they're here making... We go. Circa 500, Sauron begins to stir again in Middle Earth. Girl. <laughs> So maybe we're going to set this somewhere around 500? Yeah, they didn't like tell exactly the, the date, obviously. Ooh, this is where they should start. Tar Ankalime becomes the first ruling queen of Numenor. Ooh. I like that. 
And here we go. Circa 1500, the Alvin Smith, instructed by Sauron, reach the height of their skill. They begin the forging of the rings of power. And one fact file that I learned when I was like researching for this podcast is in the end of the first area, when Morgoth was defeated, mm-hmm. basically God punched the earth so hard <laughs> yeah. that become a flat earth to like a like an actually planet. Yeah. <laughs> that is what's like a what? <laughs> yeah, and it like cracked the land and then parts of it like fell into the ocean. Yeah, because I, I wrote to see the maps when the when the earth was flat and they have got like a two like a moons in its sides. Yeah. Technically one represents the moon and another represents the sun. The moon that was in the west that was actually like the land of the elves. Mm-hmm. I know I forgot the name. And the sun is like a, you know, unknown land. And then like it become like a earth. So like that moon that technically like made the limits of like the, the world become an island because obviously they need to have water from the other side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think it's like a pretty, pretty fun concept. Yeah, but I guess we won't be seeing any god punches because that's in the Silmarillion. <laughs> exactly. And like, uh, as we know, they don't have the rights so far. I mean, who knows? Maybe they they continue renegotiating and I mean, I be able to use material uh, like in the future. Quite infamously, the Tolkien estate does not like film productions. You know, they even yeah. had quite a hard time with the Peter Jackson trilogy, which... You know, by most accounts, were you know incredibly true to the novels, and they took a lot of care with them. But you know, the Tolkien's were still not <laughs> very happy with the changes that were made and the way the way that they were treated. Well, I mean, like, but they didn't have like, the rights of the like the novels, so they didn't have nothing no. to do. But I think basically, like, the studios have not been very good with the Tolkien estate and. There's just been a lot of drama, I think. Yeah, because the Tolkien estate is still having the 7.5% of the royalties. So they have like a lot of discussion if that 7% was of like the net or the gross. Yeah. And in fact, they was, like was in courts. And then they settled the case, but it is like not public what are the conditions. So who knows how, how many millions like fly around. <laughs> but yeah, basically like the... The, the Tolkien estate and and I think like uh, the Warner Bros is the actually like a holder of the rights of the um, yes. of the other two books. No, they, they don't have especially good relation. But I mean, and there's been rights drama, like for as long as they've been making Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. Like even when Peter Jackson made the Lord of the Rings trilogy. New at the time, New Line Cinema owned the rights, which they had bought for only what twelve million dollars yeah. from Miramax or yeah, it was Miramax and uh, and Warner Brothers owned the rights to The Hobbit. So <laughs> you know, even <laughs> at that time, and then it took so long for them to like negotiate a deal to release The Hobbit. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. maybe. (laughs) I don't know if it was worth it. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. It's there's been so much drama that I have a hard time keeping up with it. So yeah, in addition, normally because these deals used to be secrets. I mean, 
you never know how many clausels, how many like uh, details. I mean, for example, like I think it's, it's crazy that like uh, like HBO enter. They're talking about one billion dollars worth for the five seasons. <laughs> and like uh, the father, the talking stage still having better in one project where you are like uh, willing to invest one billion. For me, it would create me. I, I mean, like uh, this like or like uh, uncertainty, <laughs> you know. Because if like a day I start to be intransigent and start to put in like a requirements and just betting this and betting this other. I mean, honestly, there's, I didn't even think that the pilot would get made and it did. So <laughs> this project has already gotten a lot far, farther than I thought it would. I, I really thought that there'd be way too many roadblocks in the way. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, is there any any other? No, not right now. I mean, I also like a well. I I I have mentioned that I was happy that they they do it in the second age because one of the first rumor was doing like a in the third age, but in the past, in what was talking of like a, the early adventure of like a Aragorn, <laughs> yeah, like a like a like, like a make yeah, a, like, like a John the... Aragorn <laughs> like a storyline. Uh, but I think was like a good decision, kind of like a break with like a, this like a, the old trilogy, Lord of the Rings yeah. movies, absolutely, and just make new characters because it's not you are still making comparisons. I think a fresh start will be like a like a, the best decision that I have made. I think so. I think it's it's definitely the right move. All right, let's talk about this cost. Yes. So I have devised a fun game for us to play. Uh-huh. <laughs> so elf, dwarf, human, or wizard. <laughs> Just looking... I mean, we don't really know any information about who these people are going to be playing. So just looking at the actor, I want okay. you to give me your gut impression of who you think they're going to be. All right. So, we got first Cynthia Adai Robinson. I'm going to go elf. I mean, just immediately no. she's gorgeous. But his, her, her face don't tell me elf. For me, elf is more like a, like a cold beauty. And for me, she is more like exuberant. I see her as a human. You think she looks too nice? <laughs> no, like, like a, I see her like a... Passionate. Do you think she's gonna be like a, a, a Numenorian? A Numenorian. Yeah. I mean, her face. <gasps> Maybe she'll be the queen. <laughs> oh, I, I see her like uh, I see her like a more passionate role. Yeah. And not like a like a blood cult. Elf. No, for sure she's gonna be like a warrior. Exactly. I think. All right. Next, Maxim Baldry. I'm gonna say dwarf because he got big ears. Yeah, have uh, like a big <laughs> nose, have, have like a dwarfy face. And and maybe it's the stubble, but it's just making me think like beard. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, I will go dwarf. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Like, I wish I could see like full-size pictures of these people, like, because their statures will also tell you a lot. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just getting dwarf. I'm going with my gut instincts, yeah. <laughs> you know? All right. Ian Blackburn, elf. Yes. Immediately. Uh, uh, I mean, he, he, he barely needs makeup. Yeah, already. he looks like an elf. Yeah, he's an elf already. Clip Chapman. 
Uh, Numenorian. I'd have to say, yeah, Numenorian. I like at least Chin. Is yeah. Nice. yeah. He looks like he needs to be in a suit of armor. Yeah, he's like a buff, buff guy. Yeah. Anthony Crumb? Dorf. Yeah, yeah. Have this, like, a goofy Kinda, face. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, a match with... Unless with, like, the cinematic version of the dwarves. Yeah. That is... For me, it's very different to the books. Yeah. Like, uh, in the in the movies, they try to make, like, a funny characters, like a goofy. But in the movies, they are, like, a, like a more scary, more like a, well, ma- like a Marshalls. Yeah, know, like they're a, a super noble race. Um, no, I think you're t- totally right. They just turned them into, like, the laughing stock of the series. But, but I think now, for, like, the main public, it is the magic that they have for the dwarves. And I think they will probably stick with that uh, that version. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I I mean either he's a dwarf or he's like the goofy Numenorean sidekick of the yeah. the, the leader guy. <laughs> but definitely not a wizard. <laughs> Maxine Kunlef. I can see as a wizard. Hmm. She does have, well, I mean, maybe just because she's older. I'm like, she has wisdom in her eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know, man. Do you think that they're going to dare to put, like, a female dwarves? Oh, my God. I don't know. I, I They tried <laughs> to put female dwarves in The Hobbit, and I think it was so weird that they cut almost all of them out so you can just kind of see in the background, like, lady dwarves with their little beards. Yeah, because at the point, like, technically they have beard, so it's, it's a little weird. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've got nothing against seeing lady dwarves, but I, I still think, like, there is this gut reaction to kind of laugh at it because it looks yeah. so silly. In addition, with, with the level of prosthetic... Like, you know, the makeup, the air. If you put, like, a beard, like, in the face, they're going to tell you that it's, like, an actually female because, like, we look exactly yeah. like like the males. Also, if we want to stick, like, accurate with the appendixes, uh, Tolkien says that the female dwarves are indistinguishable from the males, so... <laughs> so, so maybe it was, like, a female dwarves all I mean, along. As far as we know, Gimli is a woman. That's yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the half of, like, the in the Hobbit, the half of the company, they're actually women. <laughs> I think they just, like, reproduce asexually. Like, they lay an egg or something. Yeah, they're, like, like a mushroom. Yeah. Like, they, they split. <laughs> something like that. All right. Yeah, I'm going to say wizard for Oh no, Tristan Gravel, he's a wizard. Yeah, he's, he's Look at a, this wizard man. Yeah, he's a wizard. I mean, like, a, this is like a two color air, like a bear. They just tell me wizard. Lenny Henry, what a great name. But totally dwarf. Lenny dwarf, yeah. Or I could see him as like, well, you know, instantly blacksmith, but then I'm like, well, that's dwarf, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they're not all kind of. <laughs> I don't know, maybe Numenorian. I mean, can be, <clears throat> but my first guess is, is Drav. Yeah, definitely a blacksmith. Susista Jayasundera. Mm, I would say Yelf. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, maybe because of what you said, but she kind of looks too happy. Honestly, <laughs> like my first instinct is Hobbit, but. I, but I don't think there's gonna, no, no there's gonna there's be no hobbits. hobbits so. no. Well, I don't know. Maybe they'll just insert hobbits in because why not? <laughs> <laughs> because people want them. Uh, 
Everybody wants a hobbit, right? No, I think that will be the the case where like the the talking stage will will use a little better. I think I'm gonna have to go with Numenorian then. Yeah, can be. Fabian McCallum Elf. Yeah. Look at those like cheekbones. Yeah, it is elf face. He's such an elf. <laughs> Simon Merrill's. I mean Numenorian. Numenorian. The picture the picture we're looking at is him in a like a like a crusade yeah, crusader. So. Like a late Templar armor. <laughs> you know. He looks like a Numenorian in this picture. <laughs> Jeff Morrill, wizard. I mean, yes. <laughs> He's already Ganda there. Yes. He didn't even need to grow a beard. Peter Mullen. Hmm. He's got that kind of rugged look. I'm going to go with dwarf. Yeah. He looks like he's like had a rough life, you know. He's been working in the mines. I mean, actually, that reminds me a little bit to Aragorn. Mm. But like a but obviously Aragorn was the kind of the Numenorians that have like the rough lives. Yeah. So I guess that we see the version of the Numenorians that they have like a, the in the good times, you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lloyd Owen. A Numenorian. Yeah. yeah. And possibly evil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he looks like one of those shady advisor characters. Yeah. Don't trust this guy. <laughs> Augustus Prue. Elf. Yeah, I can see that. He's got the kind of like a pointy chin. And also have like this like um like a clean cl- clean face. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's got like a baby face. I bet he's thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Tate, dwarf. dwarf. Yes. Immediate dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Tarrant. Phenomenal. Maybe with her. I feel like if if you shaved him, he could be an elf. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got like a very angular jaw, which feels very elven to me. But with the stubble and everything, Numenorian. Hmm. Leon Wadham. Elf. Yeah, he's an elf. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Walker, Numenorian. Mm, yeah, he kind of like a generic face. I just see him in like a, you know, in an armor. armor. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a tough guy. Yeah, you're right. Like these jeans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Sarah Zwengobari. Elf? Mm. Yeah. Again, Elf. just that like angular face. And also I, her eyes are kind of piercing. I see her as a wither, but I, also I don't know. It is female withers? Well, there's the blue wizards, of which we know nothing about. Yeah. <laughs> so I suppose they could be female, <laughs> or at least present as female. Yeah, like I the mean, possibility. Like, yeah. they're wizards. They're not humans. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, they don't, I don't think they have those parts anyway. Yeah, how do, how do wizards reproduce? They don't. They don't? They were sent by the Ishtari to, like... Oh really? Walk? They're just like, they're like angels, pop-up. basically. Oh. Yeah. So I, I know that they're kind of like our own race, but no. I, I never thought about how. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't like. They don't have parents. Well, I guess they. Should well, yeah. Parents. Oh, okay. So yeah, technically, <laughs> is not reasons why they cannot be females. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I always say with her for her. 
We already saw Maxim Baldry. Yeah. Robert uh, Aramayo. I actually know this guy. <laughs> technically, this would be the main character. Yes. And when I saw it, I say no. Yeah. Because my only reference with him is for Game of Thrones, <laughs> that he made like a the young, like a Eddard Stark. Yeah. And I remember that I hate him. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 in that moment that appears, like, a, no, you are not Eddard Stark. I know that like, a, like a, the Simbin shoes, they are too big. <laughs> I and I'm pretty sure that he's an amazing actor, so <laughs> it is nothing to do with his skills. But... For me, it was a big no when I saw him. And probably he will change my mind when, like, uh... <laughs> But I can see it. He's got a face for it. Like, I think I the problem is that you were comparing him to Sean Bean, which... I, I know. Mean, how can you? <laughs> exactly. So, of course, he was... So, always, I know this is not fair for my part. <laughs> no, he was always going to be lesser. But I think, like, on his own, I think he he's a good leading man. Oh, yeah. And, well... Obviously, it's a Numenorian because yeah. we already know, we know that. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joseph Maul, another Game of Thrones veteran. That. I mean, that's going to be his father, right? <laughs> or, or his uncle. <laughs> or his uncle. <laughs> his uncle who trains him and then dies dramatically. So, yeah, obviously, a Numenorian. Yeah. Charlie Vickers. Mm. Elf? Elf, yeah. Yeah. The cheekbones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Nazanin Boniadi. Yeah, as an elf. Yeah, she's such an elf. Dylan Smith, dwarf. Yes, dwarf. Emma Horvath, oh, elf. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the new Liv Taylor, basically. Yeah, she looks a bit like her. Ismail Cruz Cordova, elf. Look at those eyes. <sighs> or dwarf. Nah, he's too pretty. But this chin. He's too pretty. Look at those <laughs> cheekbones. Don't worry. Look at those lips. They, oh my god. They will uh, unpretty him for making a dwarf. No, this this man <laughs> is an elf. Sophia Nomvere. Elf. Mm. I mean, we talk about like a I would like to see like a Harardium and she will make an, ami- an amazing one, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know if we're going south. Okay, so Markella Cavanaugh. Uh, elf. elf, yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> Megan Richards. <sighs> Super adorable. Yeah. But she's a child. Or we got we got yeah. children in this? Yeah, p- probably she's like a 30, but in, in, the, in that picture look like a child. No, she's probably going to be like the plucky young Numenorian who's like following along a little <laughs> sidekick. So or, yeah, I, I see her Numenor. Yeah. Morpheus Clark, Galadriel. He is Galadriel. And yeah. I think it's a, it's a good cast. No, she looks great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's got that sort of Kate Blanchett vibe about her. Yeah. So I can see why they would cast her. Tom Budge. Hmm. This is another one that I'm like, that's a hobbit, but... <laughs> yeah. I, will work I guess with... Numenorian. Yeah. Tyro Mahathedin. More children. This is definitely a child. Oh, God. How many children are going to be in this show? Uh, like, unless two, two too many. <laughs> I mean, less is more, guys. 
Uh, so Numenorean, I'm assuming. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bet him and the other girl are going to be like brother and sister and yeah. they're going to be very annoying. Yeah, they will be like the child of the queen or something uh, like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Owen Arthur. Dwarf. Dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Wayman. Elf. Elf. I mean. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. All right. We crack it. We, we got it. You heard it here first, folks. We will not be updating you later about whether or not we were right or wrong. But please feel free to send us an email. All right. Uh, I think maybe that's good for episode one. Yeah, I think we have a lot of fun. As, as soon as there is more news, there will be a new episode. Yeah. Uh, or maybe after I've done a deep dive into the appendices, we can come back with a we, we with like our a, theories. Yeah, with crazy theories. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time. Thanks for listening to Sauropodia. Mm, well, like the, the title of this is still in hold. Talking talk. Talking talks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.